All right, Chopper's Corner, let's get into this discussion. This is part two, and honestly, whatever happens after this, I don't know. I might maybe hopefully just touch on it again when the trial happens and all of this, probably within a year. I'm really going to remove myself from this because one thing about Black Lives Matter, while there is a movement and it's um, one that's needed and one that's looking for change and reform, it is a draining movement. Just like social media can be very draining and just the news can be very draining. So there are times when just for my own mental health state, my you know my energy levels just not feeling drained, I'm going to just pull myself away from these things. I do know how to unplug and I have no problem doing it. And uh, while I am following the stories and I remember the names, I do not allow myself to get emotionally invested and stressed out over every situation because one... You know, you have to remember, um, this is this is this is this is what they want. I'm not saying to just, you know, kill black males or police. I'm not I mean they. I just mean like, um, racial tension, tension period, divide and conquer, and there's a lot going on here. So in a previous episode I shared my opinions. I told you that um in my opinion I could I saw on both sides, I could see on both sides pretty much how things went wrong. And not only did they go wrong, but they went wrong quickly. Right? And since that time um, people are furious, okay? People have been taken to the streets. People are livid, okay? And there's a lot of questions that people have. You know, people have questions like, first of all, like, why would, why'd you run the plate at all? Which I said in the previous episode, any officer anywhere in any state is allowed to just run your plate, child. I mean, if they can't just run your plate for any random reason, why the heck do they have plate readers? Plate readers just made it easier for them so they didn't have to constantly keep stopping people. To, they could stop really anybody they wanted to simply ask you if you have a license and registration, if nothing else. And just make sure your license, registration, and insurance is okay, if nothing else, okay? The whole thing with plate readers, though, a lot of people go undetected or won't realize how often their plates are read without their knowledge simply because your paperwork is in order. I could, I could imagine how many, how many different places you done ran your car through and literally just your plate's been ran, but you wouldn't know because nothing was wrong. I know they read plates because they called me with something that was expensive or whatever. Now, though, that's one argument, okay? Then you have people saying, um, somebody said that they told him it was for inspection. I said in the previous episode, I heard it was for insurance. Hell, I just seen an article where somebody said they heard that they told him they, they was going to stop him because there was an air freshener dangling from his window, and that's why they stopped him, which now I hear is completely false. So, you know, everybody heard different reasons. Supposedly, it was for inspection. Once again, that happened to me. It was either inspection or registration. I can't remember. But let me tell you how funny it looked. I was driving. This is all during Black Lives Matter. I was driving. I just came across Nassau County lines, the border of Nassau County, back into Queens County because I'm right. I live right on the border. I was literally on my block, just turned right on the border. So Nassau County police, oh, actually, it was um, detectives. Um, no, there was police because detectives don't give a fuck about no registration, especially in New York City. They got bigger fish to fry. It was blue and whites. They were behind me. There was a two lane. We merged into a two lane. I was in the right lane. They was behind me in the right lane. They left me in the right lane, left from behind me, and merged and swerved into the left lane. I was like, okay, I would, I didn't care anyway. I was good. I was like, okay, and you just noticed was in front of me behind you. I was like, okay, the boys, okay, the boys just moved over. They went to the left. Keep driving. All of a sudden, as I'm looking at my rear view, they immediately, like, as they was, they was getting ready to make a turn, but they drastically swerved back behind me and increased the speed and put the lights on. I was like, funny shit, funny shit. This shit look funny. I was like, what's funny shit, funny shit. I was like, don't even worry about it. You got your license registered. Everything's in order as far as I'm concerned. Come to the window. I told y'all, I, never, I didn't tell you the whole story, but I told y'all I, I, I got a plate reader incident. As soon as he came to the window, I said, yes, officer, what seems to be a problem? Your registration or inspection is expired. I started to give him the mouth, like, okay, that's, like, sir, like, don't they have to go look first? I'm like, how are you going to come tell me that that's why you pulled me over when he didn't even check the front first or my license to even know that shit? That sounds funny. Everything sounds funny if you don't know your shit. You know what I'm saying? At first, and I'm not making excuses for the officers. I'm always saying that because people's too emotionally involved right now. You got to talk clear. Hell, you got to say it twice. So once again, I am not saying that I'm covering or making up excuses for the officers because <laughs> people are slow. I'm just simply saying, he said to me, because we have plate readers, ma'am, um, he said, we were behind you, not necessarily looking for you, we're behind you. And then when we went off into the right lane, into the left lane, it pinged off that this plate got that. And so sure enough, he was right. And I got that ticket. So whatever the read, plate reader, whether they want to read the plate, that's legit. I already said that. 
we're gonna talk start talking about what gets funny. Um, um, okay, now they could have just gave you a, a, a moving violation for that. In New York State, it's a moving violation. I don't know what goes on in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Mm, all right, I don't know what goes on there, but it was a moving violation. You could have went on your way, but no matter what, they still gotta check your license. They still gotta check who they're giving a the ticket to. They gotta check if you got a suspended license, if you should even be on the road. Because, you know, it's not just, okay, you're doing this, you're doing that. But who's driving a car? Are you licensed to be behind the car? Are there any warrants? And there was a warrant. Now, I knew there was a warrant. I didn't know what the warrant was about. The kid committed robbery. All right, but we're not here to damn anybody. We're just here to state the facts. What was the warrant about? You see, some people, y'all need to stop saying, well, y'all demonizing. No, 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 no. This does relate to the case. Well, what the hell was the warrant for? I wouldn't give a fuck if it was for a bench warrant. The bench warrant was because of this case. He didn't owe, he owed, he didn't show up to court. I don't care if it was a warrant for fines. He had a case. It was a juvie case. Uh, the fines ended up being $500. It was back due. They have issued a warrant. Whatever the reason is, there's a warrant. Here's the thing with warrants, y'all. You cannot pick up somebody with a warrant and put it in the system. You can't put nobody in the system and come up with a warrant and you let them fucking go. And the only way you could probably use your discretion with something like that is if it's something like... I've seen it only happen once with my friend. He got pulled over because he had a, one of them car radios with a controller. Officer thought it was a, a phone. He was driving, talking on the phone. He told the officer it was not a phone. It was a remote device. He said, fine, no problem. I said, just make sure everything else is good and you can go. Found out he had a um, warrant for... I think, uh, fines from a beer ticket that he caught one year when he was at the beach, open by the container. He probably closed the case, but didn't pay the fine. A simple warrant, but at the same time, he was going to take him in. He was able to talk his way out of it, though. He didn't run. The nigga did not want to go to jail. He didn't want to even have to go back and declare it up. But the officer just used his discretion in that case and said, all right, simply fine, let it go. But at least he tried to talk it out or something. He didn't just say, oh my God, they want me and let me go. But he also wasn't the type of person who was into drugs, who was into robberies or anything like that. There was a warrant. So we have a pretty decent idea why the boy might have ran, right? So then I seen I seen so much. Like I even seen um people saying, Well, he just got in a car. He didn't necessarily start driving off until he got shot. But boy, I ain't never see like somebody said, and I'm not trying to be funny. And I I know people from the don't please. Don't don't I'm not even trying to please. Okay. Nobody who's getting put in handcuffs jump back in their car. Just make a phone call, because, nigga, I done been with my boyfriends getting locked up. They be like, call my moms, call my brother. You already know where the stash at. You know what I'm saying? Call my lawyer. Niggas, they, they ain't nobody got to break out the cuff to get in the car to call back their mama. Because I'm sure that if that's what he claims or what they, I, boy, that boy was going to take off, okay? There's a lot of people taking off these days. I told you they're taking off because they're scared, and they're taking off a lot of times. Number one reason since the beginning of the time, the paperwork is not in order. They, they, they riding dirty with shit in the car. Okay, the the insurance or the paperwork isn't fucked up. Okay, or there's a warrant out. Something is wrong. That's the only reason people run. Or probably they barred they somebody car, and probably they scared to death because they wrapped somebody car, and they're afraid to even face the consequences. It doesn't matter. Only people in these circumstances run. Most people is too shocked, and might be hurt, and is just like, oh my god, you know, worry about the next person. I just want to do the right thing, at least by the insurance company. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, to do things the right way. <clears throat> the boy committed a robbery. So him and his friend met a girl, I don't know, supposedly spent the night. In the morning when she woke up, there was a gun in her face. He was drawing it, talking about just give us some money, we'll leave you alone. Just give us some money, we'll leave you alone. Um, she gave him some money. They ended up leaving. She ended up filing charges. They caught him. He bailed out $100,000 bail or bond. I'm not sure. Don't quote me. And um, he was going to court on this case, and he stopped going to the, something about monitoring. Whatever monitoring he had, I don't know if it was probation, I don't know if it was home bracelet on his ankle. I don't know what monitoring thing he had. Because I know these days with COVID, court is probably on the screen, just like TV, every, every uh, school. And a lot of things is on the virtual. Whatever monitoring thing he missed triggered out what normally happens, a warrant. Now, anytime you get a warrant, you get a warrant for hell. I had a warrant when I had that little um uh, open bottle thing. I still had to go to court for it for a little while, going back and forth, and pleaded it out. And then eventually it got tossed out or dropped down to a violation of something that got sealed or whatever the situation is. But I know one day um the the they were saying I had to pay the fine by the day, and I told the judge I was already there. I already seen the judge. I told my lawyer, tell the judge I'm going home to go get the bread real quick. Or the ATM. I went in there and I came back. By the time I came back, they had already closed the doors. And um, the, anybody they were seeing for the morning was already done. So if I didn't get back down in there that day, judge was going to issue me a warrant. 
Okay, damn, now guess what? There's a warrant out for my arrest because technically when I showed up, they didn't process me. They gave me time to go do what I needed to do before. They gave me the processing to say I showed up and they did what they had to do with me that day. I had a bench warrant. I had a warrant out. What you do, you go up to the court, you vacate it. Most people, you're supposed to just go and vacate it. Like if you have a warrant, they don't want the warrant to put you in jail. They're saying warrant because you ain't show up to court. Nigga, take your ass to court. No disrespect to anybody. Bitch, I had to do it. Take your ass to court. I had to go to court the next day, and I don't have a court that day. You just say, I have a warrant out, and I would like to present myself before the judge. The clerk will tell you which courtroom to go to. You sit there. They'll put you right on top of the record, and the judge will look at you and be like, oh, motherfucker, you the one, all right? We, so why should we be supposed to be lifting this warrant? Because you showed up, so now you're you're back in the court. We see you ain't running. You know what I'm saying? And um, what was the reason for it? And then they'll lift it and continue on the case or throw your ass in jail, depending on if you ran and you were supposed to be sentenced and, and in jail and whatever the situation is. He didn't take care of the case. I'm telling you all this just to say he did not take care of it. He did not take care and cut loose ends and he was just living life. And it caught up to him. Uh, sorry to say it caught, it caught up to him. Okay. Some things, sometimes we do things. Sometimes we make decisions. I hate to say it. I'm not saying, I'm not going to even say karma because that, I, know, I feel like with the tone and the fact that people are mourning and in a nation that's upset about this, I wouldn't even say that. But sometimes we do things that catch up to us. Okay. Now. Even if you had a warrant, you should just be able to just go in. Once again, running doesn't make any better. Even if you get resistant arrest from police, eluding police, and they just simply wanted to give you a, I don't know, um, taillight out, but you were scared. Because it doesn't matter. It makes it worse. And now the worst case scenario we know is what? They could shoot and kill you off some I'm scared or they make an excuse or whatever situation because that's what happened, unfortunately, to this young man. And, this, and so whatever, he, you know, he tried to run they shot, whatever. <laughs> Then, like I said, the previous episode, in my opinion, she was shocked. Okay, um, she didn't seem like she she said it. She said she shot him. She said, "Oh shit, I shot." I don't care what nobody said. I'm black lives matter. I'm a black woman. I'm not angry. I'm not dumb. I know that there's racial tension here. I know, but I can see some things. I can see some things. Okay, and I can feel from the reaction, from her reaction, and then the other guy who was like, "You did?" Like it didn't even was like, "Yeah, we know you did." He didn't even say, like, yeah, I know, we know. Now we're going to go get him. It was just that like, he was. He just looked like, he looked like, damn, this nigga just peeled off. The, actually, the officer that was standing behind, nobody even seemed to be running for the car. They just seemed kind of like, this nigga just took off. Then she was like, I, then he, she, she said, I shot him. Then he kind of looked stuck like, they looked at her. Yeah, you did. Yeah, it did. Nobody was looking like, good, you were supposed to shoot him. Like, you know, it really seemed like one of those, it just wasn't part of the script kind of thing, right? And now here's the new argument. Here's a new argument. Um, and I told you, cops, in my opinion, shouldn't chase no more. Y'all see what's going on. Stop fucking chasing. Once you have the license plate, once you have an ID on somebody, they ever had to have a warrant, they running, just just hit them with that eluding. Hit them with all, I, I know mad people that ran, thank God. And I mean, like, the way Black Lives Matter is today, if this shit was, I mean, this shit been going on since the beginning of time, but the tensions and how often it's happening is now these days more than, yo, in my days, I, I don't know how many of my brothers would have been slain by simply running. In Long Island, they were simply running because they knew that um, Nassau County cops was not running like NYC cops. Nassau County cops hardly answer to uh, firearm shots and shots called and all that shit because people are a little more calm and reserved. In the city, they, get, they work harder, they answer to more crime, and they get less pay. You know, people who, who, police officers in the Hamptons probably getting half a million dollars just to sit on their ass. They don't got to do shit. The less you have to do, the nicer the community, the more you get paid. You know, the more work you have to do, the more uh, urban and whatever, um, what do you call it, crime-ridden and poverty-ridden uh, community is, the less, the more work you are and whatever it is. Bottom line. So now we go into the arguments. So we're talking about now taser versus uh, handgun. This is the main argument now. How can you mistake a taser for a handgun, right? Oof. Child, even I said that right. Because I'm thinking about where else she could have made a mistake. Did she draw on purpose? Did she draw by mistake? Now, they saying, this is New York Times. New York Times released an article talking about how can you, this is exactly what they, it's similar to this, uh, I'm paraphrasing, but simply like, what's the difference between a handgun and a, and a taser? And they showed uh, a handgun. They showed the handgun that the officer is supposed to use. At the at at that specific police department where the women worked at, what they're supposed to use, and then they I think they had a picture also of the handgun or the or the um taser that the that the department is also supposed to use, which this taser don't look like the normal taser. This taser does, is a taser gun. There's taser and there's there's um taser gun. There's actually different names for these things. There's even um stunning 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 taser stunning taser is two different things. Like I'm starting to learn that it's, everything's not the same, and they all come in different sizes and models. But the one that they have do come in the shape of of a, of a, of a um gun, right? Silhouette of the gun. But the thing is, the handle of it is yellow, 
And supposedly they're trained to have it on the left side. See, so they're supposed to have it on the left side. As a matter of fact, in the video, they say if you pause it and New York Times did us the favor of pausing it and putting the shot in the article. You can see that they say she's drawing the firearm with her right arm, but her officer who's standing next to her, standing next to her, you could see in his holster on his left um, side on his holster, you could see the stun gun with the yellow handle. And they said in the department manual, it say that they're supposed to reach with their right arm, right, to the left to grab it. So the handle's already there. So your arm, right arm supposed to reach across your body to the left, pull it out, extend, whatever, do what you got to do, tase somebody. Right. So automatically we know that she did not have her gun and her taser gun in the right, her pistol, her firearm that she's supposed to use and the shotgun, the taser gun in the, in the right positions. Obviously things were smitch, mash, switched, whatever you want to call it upside down as fuck. Right. Bad timing, super bad timing. Right. And then on top of that, now you got to raise the question. Well, why was that? You know, why was that? Was that intentional? Was that an accident? You know, cause th things happen, things happen, things happen. I am a, was a criminal justice. I am a criminal justice major. Uh, I graduated from St. John's University. I love my alma mater. Actually, they just called me up the other day. They're doing some really great publication thing, and they uh, wanted me to create a voice memo, something about my experience and how it shaped my life to this day, being like a St. John's alumni. And I did it, and it was wonderful. And they sent me a copy and everything. And then they had the nerve to ask a bitch, do she want to pay damn near $800 for a copy? I said, no, hell no. Because y'all done got all my motherfucking money. And all my mother's money, okay? And they can still pay off student loans. And no, thank you. And you can keep it. So they said, you know what? But we're still going to send you um, a free clip of, of what you submitted so you can hear it. And just know that's going to go in St. John's history for all the time in all alumni history. And I was just like, oh, I like that. You know, at least we paid some for something. Something over there of me better be immortal. So off topic, let's go back to more important things. Chapel's Corner, the gun and the taser, the positioning, why there was that like that. You know, how did that get that way? So I started to look it up. I'm like, well, you got to remember, they're saying, they're saying, you know, put it on the left. This is what the manual, I'm not saying, I'm not saying you're not supposed to do what they're supposed to do. But if you're saying grab it with your right hand and pull it from your left, that makes sense to me because I'm a right-handed person. If I'm right-handed, I'm going I'm, to I'm shoot righty. <laughs> I like to think I probably could shoot with the left, right? I probably think I could, they're going to teach me how to shoot with both hands too, with maybe one hand leading the other. I don't know, right? But I like to think that because I'm right-handed, that's the one I'm going to use first to point, aim, and shoot. So it makes sense to me having it on the left. But guess what? The person who's left-handed, maybe it does not make sense to them to reach across. You know what I'm saying? You're telling them to reach across this way. Maybe they to reach down, they could just reach down, but... That's something they usually have to do for their, for their uh, firearm is just reach down. Usually for your uh, firearm, it should be if you, uh, listen, like I said, I, but, uh, is, is that what happened? I don't know. Chapel's point. I'm just speculating. Okay. It's just simply be, they also said, somebody said, this is a case of bad training because when it comes to handguns and, um, taser gun, there's a thousand things they, and do's and don'ts that they tell you not to do. Like for instance, they tell them, uh, don't hold the taser gun and your firearm at the same time. Confusion could occur right away. But the biggest thing that New York Times said is that the weight of their firearm compared to the weight of this uh, taser gun is significantly heavier. So by in essence, by weight, you should have probably been able to tell, right? But I know there's things of like such a thing as being caught up in the moment. I know there's things of like just being being scared. Hell, we know that happened with a Kai Gurley. All the niggas doing, excuse my language, by calling him a nigga. I don't mean like that. But all the man was doing was coming down some dark stairwells with his girlfriend. It was dark. Or minding his business, and 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 somebody got scared. Somebody was startled at the as they was trying to I don't know open the door, responding to another call, and in the dark, and then he shot. Don't know what the fuck he shot at. He was scared. Things happen when pe people get scared. They do dumb stuff. I hate to say it. You know what I'm saying? It's not always, and I'm making excuses. No. Is this what could have happened? Maybe. That's what I like to think happened based on what I feel was a natural and, and thing reaction. Also, training. People said it could be a training issue because you got to remember, a lot of these people, NYPDs, I'm sorry. They, they, we all know they just need to throw out whatever, whatever fucking 1804 manual. They got these niggas with chokeholds, whatever the hell they're telling them to do, whatever they're, they need to throw that whole shit out and revamp it, okay? And then bring it back to the table. They all need to be retrained. Some of them ain't been in the, uh, uh, in the academy in like, what, 25 years? You know, so it's like eight, and then when you go to the academy, it's supposed to be eight years of solid training. You're supposed to get your, your psychological testing. Yeah, they probably go insane. 
they probably go insane, but somewhere along the journey of the career, they really go insane. You know what I'm trying to say? They really lose it. And so, nah, y'all need to go back to train, okay? Because I feel like a lot of cops, and I said this even after the riots in New York, I said, I feel like after these riots in Black Lives Matters, y'all going to create more hypertension cops, in my opinion, because they're more afraid. They're going to have more PTSD. Some of them getting straight. You know what about the cop lady that went to the McDonald's and she, she, she was afraid? She thought that somebody, some cops was getting stuff put in their food. The lady said she was just waiting too long for her stuff to the point that she left because she felt uncomfortable that they were doing something to her food. All she wanted was a coffee. And she pulled over to the side of the road. She was a white officer, white female officer. And she pretty much had a nervous breakdown during Black Lives Matter because she said she just doesn't know what to do. And she's at the point where she's so paranoid to even drink a coffee because she feels like people or the nation might be. I'm like, listen, see, this is PT. This is, this is drama. Your job, I'm stacking my head because I'm like, wake up. Your job is putting you in a state of like now you're on edge. I don't know that you should be working in that state of mind. You know what I'm saying? I don't know that now mentally. Maybe they all should go back for mental health screening again. How many of you are now a little affected and probably can't really consciously make the the right decisions as you should? Why can't they just say, we are the fucking law. If they run, let them run. (laughs) We have every possible fucking resource necessary. And if we can't fucking, we'll just call the FBI and beg them to come down and entertain us and go catch this little nigga that had the nerve to try to show us out on that day. Come on. Actually, the people that ran in Nassau County, they ran and they got away with it. And they, some of them, the only, only few people, this was my ex-boyfriend. He used to run all the time. I'm just going to be honest with you. Like a fool, you know, but he was, uh, he, he played football very well. And he ran very well. Whatever position he was, he was running back, I guess. He ran very well. And track star even. So he used to always put that to the test on him. Like, I'm just going to I'm a boogie on him. Like I said, he don't do that. He would never do it in the city. But he always took his chances in Nassau County because he knew once if I'm in Nassau County, I don't care what it is, they're going to throw the book at me. I'm not trying to do that. Um, two, if he probably had an open case. He didn't want another one. <laughs> I'm just being honest. And three, he banked on his um, athletic skills and ability. And he would hop the fuck out of fences and lose them. Sometimes, most of the time, once 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 um in Nassau County, once you run, you know what they do? They call a helicopter. They call the helicopter. They might get two, three more, um, five more police cars to just circle a block with lights running down real slow. I ain't never, I my God, seen I in my life. And I lived on Nassau County fourteen years before I came back to Queens. In my life, I never seen no Nassau County police officer. Stop! Stop! Freeze! You the fuck out of here? <laughs> They're not doing that. <laughs> When Nassau County used to get shots fired out there, they used to call NYPD to come help them because they wasn't even equipped to handle that shit. NYPD would come over and be like, oh, shots fired, eh? We got like 115,000 of those a day. No problem. We'll help. We're here. (laughs) So I guess either way, they knew where to run out. But like when I think about today and I think about them, I'm like, man, or they all got caught and caught resistant and they they all got caught. My point is they got too much money and too much resources to be uh, putting people um, and themselves, that, like for themselves, their departments, and in their cities and their counties. Because, honey, when y'all paying out that civil lawsuit, all you're doing is, you know who comes out their pocket? Wherever the hell they live, Minneapolis, Minnesota. You know how many, they already got to deal with this um, Chauvin case. They're going to have a civil lawsuit to pay out. You know what they're going to do? Slap boots all over their cars. Department of Sensation going to come all around, ticket them. How do you think they're going to recoup that money? They're going to raise all kind of shit. Yeah, and then they're going to have to pay another. So don't nobody know better than a new, a new Yorker, especially one who lives in New York City like me. Because every time New York City turn around, they constantly paying out civil lawsuit. And every spring, it's about to, it's about to, it's about to be boot season. It's about to be, it's, they, they have boot season. They have Department of Sensation season. And they hit us. Anytime we see some shit. When Eric Garner, within a week of Eric Garner um, um, judgment settlement coming down for his family, within a week, niggas was getting hit with fine ticket on car. They was hitting. Hitting. <laughs> they got to get it back. They got to recoup the money. Okay. So, I wanted to go talk about um, New York Times. I really like this article the New York Times put together. And I made a few of the comments to, to, to just give you an idea of some of the, the um, discussions that's coming in. So, they said um, they said the, the Brooklyn Central Police Department, it says, uh, basically uses the Glock 17, 19, and the Glock 26 as a standard issue for the department. Now, all the three pistols are saying way, uh, way more than a typical taser, right? And they also said that the Glock has a, tr- a trigger safety that can be felt when touching the trigger, and the tasers don't. So these are the things that upon, I guess, handling, if you're well-trained. Okay, so you either, you was either an untrained woman 
who was also may have been left-handed. Come on, I'm just come on. This is this is speculation now. You got you got to look at all the sides. You can't always just be like, oh, you're white, you're black, or whatever. What would they pay her to do it? They just paid her to say, find a black boy today and make sure. Come on, possible? I don't know. I just doubt it. If, if that's what something you plan to do, then you should have just made sure your body cam was malfunctioning and that nobody was with your ass. I don't, I don't know. But back to what I was saying. Training, if you're probably trained by hand, you're supposed to know, okay? <sighs> so let's see. So it says here, if you train enough, you should be able to tell, said Scott A. Defoe, a retired sergeant from the L.A. Um, police Department. Now, we all know he was shot um, right near the courtroom where the trial of Derek Chauvin is happening. I just want to go back down to, uh, see now it says, here it says right here, it says right here, in most weapons in which an officer grabs a pistol instead of a taser, the confusion occurs under particular circumstances, said Ed Obayashi, the expert in the use of police force in California, blah, 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 blah. nobody cares. It says, it can happen when officers carry both weapons on the same side of their body, he said, or when they holster or when they holster their stun guns on the opposite side of their body in such a way that is easier for them to reach across the body with a dominant hand and cross draw. This is exactly what I was talking about. This, to me, is common sense. It's the common, I don't know this term, but this dominant hand and cross draw. He said, right here. They either do that or when they holster their stun guns on the opposite side of their body, they do it in such a way that it's easier for them to reach across the bodies with a dominant hand and cross draw. In other words, the manual might say, do it so that it's on your left. So you're grabbing it, cross body draw from with your right hand across the body to the left, pulling it back out. But if I'm left-handed, that whole cross body draw sounds mad dumb coming from the right because I'm not shooting with my right, I'm shooting on my left. So maybe because I'm left-handed, I'm going to put my um my firearm on the right you understand what i'm trying to say and now the gun that i use the least which is the pistol thing on the thing probably she was shouting taser 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 singing it to herself maybe because she knew she had a bad habit of just constantly pulling the taser sometimes thinking it was the gun like damn bitch this could have been real and you just pulled out the taser now she went to pull the taser out she pulled out the gun and actually shot it damn bitch this gonna cost you your whole life now like you know career-wise and stuff you know, this, these are the things that we're looking at when we talk about this. You know, like I said, this is one of those cases. This is going to get you uh, really riled up. It's going to take a lot out of you. I, I don't want to be the negative person, but it's very few of you that we've seen had the outcome that we wanted. doesn't mean that we're not going to get one one day, but I feel like before you're going to get the judgment in the court, you're going to get um, a civil lawsuit payout. What I pretty much typically call blood money. Like, just shut up, take this money. Not You're not like that, but like, you know, all right, we're not going to put them in court. Let me say something. If they did exactly what we wanted them to do, let's, let's put this in simulation. Let's put this in a real play. Let's close our eyes and make pretend like we're kids again. And let's just imagine that all the cops that were doing people dirty and the people, every single last one of them, the ones that did Emmett Till, um, Dudeyal, every single last one of them, Sean Bell, and all of the single, every single last one of them. Let's just imagine it was just a perfect world and they all got convicted and they went to jail for life. Hell, some of them even like death sentence, which I think is too good because that just you should just sit in there and rot, right? I just feel like the truth will be revealed that the majority of people sitting in the jail would be white men. That that's that's just the truth. And majority will probably would be law enforcement. And I feel like that is just the truth. And I feel like you have to understand that that would then uh, compromise exactly what the jails in the system was uh, created for. It certainly was not created to keep down the white man. You see what I'm saying? So much as it was to create jobs and opportunity for the white man who wanted to oppress others in in in, in those counties and places that you got to go so far. Some people, when, you, when they're not in the county no more, you got to go so far to the states and the feds go see them. You know, those nice little white areas where you where they make so much money off these families because these, these families have to pay for hotel to come see them for the weekend. These families have to pay gas in that town. This These towns and these communities thrive because they put people's loved ones, minorities' loved ones, far, far away to make an income for that community. Okay? And they keep the cots filled because, like, they need to. You get money every time you keep them cots filled, okay, at the end of the day. But my point is, could you imagine if it was flipped and it was not minority uh, blacks and Hispanics primarily in the jail, but whites first? Oh, shit. I'm not saying blacks wouldn't be getting in trouble, but I think we'll really see the truth, you know? And, it's, it, it, and it will show you also that you can't trust your system. 
shit they can't admit right now. Shit they refuse to admit. You know what I'm trying to say? It's going to throw off their whole game. And instead of do that, it's easy to just be like, well, we're going to demote them. We're going to do this. And here's some money. You know, take this money, live a little life. You know, maybe get a little interviews here, get some more money. You know, basically it's not hush money. It ain't because you're still talking about it. But at the same time, it's not the outcome you want it. You know, I haven't heard one family say yet, I don't want the money because that don't do shit for me. Uh, you know, I, I haven't heard that. And I'm not saying that they shouldn't take the money, but at the same time, I, I just don't know what that does for you. You just ain't bringing back your loved one. It's just like, okay, now we just got all this money, right? Just at least take care of the kids and stuff, right? Go back to the New York Times. Because I, I really love how they all put this together. So, yeah, again, we were talking about before um, the uh, dominant hand and cross draw. So it says, in both cases, the officer can become accustomed to using the same hand to draw either weapon, right? Especially if that's what I was saying. She could be the type of person now because she's left-handed. I don't even see her probably even doing, when it's time to get the gun, if she's left-handed and she's keeping her pistol, her, her firearm on her left, she's reaching down more. And I have a feeling like when she's reaching across this way to go get the, uh, supposedly, if this is true, it's what she's doing by mistake or this is what she's doing on some cross-hand draw shit and she's putting the taser on the right. I can see her using her left arm to do both. Left arm to, to draw the pistol, left arm to draw the taser. I, def- I dead ass can see a left arm. Hell, I can see me doing it as a right-handed person. And they probably don't tell you that. They probably tell you the arm or the shit is used that. Nigga, when you're doing shit... You, I'm, okay, I'll give you a perfect example, Chocos Corner, if you're like, nah, 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 nah. I'll give you an example. We all know when it's time to take the road test and learn how to drive, right? And it's time to take the permit. We all know we got to answer the questions a certain way. The same way we do the road test that day with the instructor. We all know it's a certain way you got to do shit. Please put your motherfucking hands on the 10 and 2. Right. Okay. Please make sure when you're doing it this way, you know, there's a certain way you got to do everything to get those points, those by the book fucking points, those by the book fucking points at that moment in order to get your your driver's license. I'm, I'm lying. Now, when you fucking been driving for years, you mean to tell me every time you get in that car, you putting your hand in the 10 and the cool and the two, you putting your hand in the 10 and the two. Everybody to this day, you still 10 and two. So nobody learned how to drive a one yen yet. Nobody learned how to nobody learned how to do that yet. We all haven't found our own way to make it easier for us to handle the wheel or do this or do that while at times still obeying or not disobeying the traffic law. Cause we know we told them that this shit says stop and it means stop all the way. But nobody in their life ever did a rolling stop. You know, like we're not this is what I'm trying to say about stuff. Like you always have to buy the manual, but after a while people be doing things, I think we all adjust things a certain way, even at work. I don't give a fuck what to say. That shit might be the hardest way to do it. If I find a way to do it that's easier, bitch, I'm going to do it. So if that's what she did, then that, that could be, that could be. Now I vouch for this bitch because I don't fucking know. Okay. Yeah, so it says uh, the body footage from the scene of Mr. Wright's killing shows, uh, um, doesn't show how she carried her weapons. So this is me speculating, like I said anyway. But it said it shows how um, Deputy Obayashi um, has his. And obviously, like I said, his taser was on the other side. You know, so it can be grabbed by his dominant hand. Um, yeah, so anyway, it says the police department policy. I'm not even going to go through all that. If y'all want to read their policy, you go through that. I want to get to um really some of these. um. Yeah, <laughs> they started citing in the New York Times other cases where an officer accidentally shot, supposedly, allegedly, I'm not going to say that, allegedly shot and killed somebody because of the same mistake mistaken draw of the gun trying trying to draw the taser but drew the gun okay so they said the most i think 2018 a rookie kansas police officer mistakenly shot a man who was fighting with a fellow officer in 2019 a officer in Pennsylvania shouted taser before shooting an unarmed man in the torso and in 2015, a former Oklahoma Reserve deputy killed an unarmed man when he mistook his handgun for a stun gun. Okay? So this is this is off the reserve duty, reserve deputy, all these people mistook their handguns for a stun gun. Not a taser, but a stun gun. Because we keep saying taser, we gotta remember these these are stun guns they're using. Now using tasers. Although the taser looks different. Greg Meyer, a retired captain in the Los Angeles Police Department. And a use of force expert documented nine similar instances between 2001 to 2009 
and in 2012, he published a monthly law journal produced by blah, 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 blah. Uh, he said, um, in most of the cases, the officers carried both weapons on the same strong hand side of their bodies, okay? So wherever their weapon was, it was on the strong hand side of their body. So meaning if she pulled it from her right, she's a lefty. In the other three, well, that was in those cases. In the other three, however, the officers carried the weapons on opposite hips with the tabers, tasers positioned so that they could cross draw it, okay? Now, it says here one of the most widely known cases of something like this happened was in 2009, Oakland, California, um, where an... Bay Area Transit Officer shot and killed, again, an unmarked, unarmed black man. So, it's somebody black. On New Year's Day. Damn. On New Year's... God damn. First of all, why why are you so pressed at the first day of New Year? You still working, catching perps. I'd be like, just let him go. Some of y'all got... Some, police officers got to take their L. Yes, you're the law. Yes, you, oh, you got to obey me. Just take your L. Some people, when y'all get, just take your L. Just sometimes it's better for, yeah, you don't want you locked up. Niggas don't want you dead either. Sometimes we, we just, sometimes we all got to pick our back. You saying, I'm going to make a whole episode called Pick Your Battles. Life is all about picking your battles, knowing when you have to know. Oh, do we have to go to Kenny Rogers? Um, you got to know when to fold them. Know when to fall down. Know when to walk away. Know when to run. You got to count. Come on, my nigga. We got to go back to Kenny Rogers. And I know I just butchered the hell out that damn song, but you got to know. Even the Bible says it's a time for everything. Every season got its purpose. Everything has a time. It ain't for you to fight every battle in your life. If you go around trying to slay every day, you're going to lose your damn head. And, and every battle ain't meant for you to win. You know, sometimes we got to learn to just, just take the L. You got to take the L. It don't matter if your mama going to whoop your ass. She's just going to find out she's going to whoop your ass. Call. Call her and tell what she did. You fucked up. Stop. Not him. Anybody. You was out late. She think you in the house. You know what I'm saying? But now you done, you done got stranded out here and this person about to. You better call me. I don't give a fuck. Oh, well. All right. Take your L. Take your L. You in trouble. Take your L. But you got to be safe first. Take your L. Take your L. <laughs> Everybody talking about W. Nigga, L's is part of life too. Everything ain't life gonna be a motherfucking W since I gotta take L's. And sometimes L's help you learn to do better. So you don't take that L again. Okay? And then this ain't even saying nothing on the yuggling. It's just we can we can we at least start trying to move in a way to understand that shit go wrong? At least. Can we admit that we know that it can go wrong fast? Can we at least admit as a society, especially black people, hands up y'all say hands up those two. Nigga, once you got a once you got a firearm, you got it. I don't have that on me right now. I wouldn't give a fuck if you law enforcement or not. You're talking to me. I'm listening. Hello, sir. Yes, you have a firearm. You have a firearm. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Not only that, you have the power to plant shit on me. I don't want to be scared straight like that, but you got to understand. What's that you say? I don't even want to go into that, but I will. I call one resisting. I call the resisting. My first resisting, I don't want to call one resisting. I got the resisting because I was asking too many questions. <laughs> I was a criminal justice major, and I, I was just went in, so I was real passionate. But I still hadn't had all my shit together. And I was getting all my answers wrong. And I found out later that I was wrong. And then they was trying to put me in handcuffs. And I thought that... I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be very honest with you. There is... There is something very... uh, Like an animal trapped in the corner when they put handcuffs on you. There is nothing worse than when they put handcuffs... Let me tell you something about the system. Nothing is worse than going into the system because from the moment they put handcuffs on you, you are their property until they let you go. Now, they ain't letting you go until you pay your bail. And even then, you're still a property. You're just fighting from the outside. You got to finish your, your, your trial, your case. And then even then, you can, you can still go back in and do more time. Or you're going to have do something else on the outside, like a probation. Or they just, you know, whatever. You, we all know that, right? But at the end of the day, it's like you're still a property of the court until you're done. Even if you got a probation, your life is owned by the court. They could take all your shit away until you finish it. Let you violate parole. Let you violate probation they're gonna stick your ass right back in the shit so my whole thing is like with some people especially if they've been there before there's a ptsd about i don't want to be handcuffed then you got to be handcuffed to a bench then you in there with dirty people you got to be handcuffed to this and on top of that if you know you're facing all this time you know but i'm telling you right now if he went in there all he had to do was because he ain't been showing up the court they probably would have sat there and um because this case it seems like it's still ongoing it just sounded like he fleed the state. It seemed like he stopped going into monitoring and he didn't respond for a while and he didn't go in to clear it up. All you had to do was take his ass in and go clear the shit up. That's just personally how I feel. They didn't say that you owe the time you broke out from the jail. You wasn't in the jail yet. 
Ah, things that I feel just could have been avoided. Let me finish up with this article. It says, uh, you know, now, this, this is the thing I want to say. The, the, the lady, they're roasting her. They're saying her explanation don't make no sense. I would just like to personally say, again, not sick enough for this woman. I hope you all know that at this point, she's not speaking for us. Even if she's speaking and giving her testimony as to what happened, we all, as a as a public, would be very stupid and foolish and naive not to believe that her department, because she represents the department. At the end of the day, no matter what she say, even if she resigned, which says a lot to me, too. I'm thankful she resigned. Most people don't even resign. They just be like, they're on, on duty, on pay. They still collect and check. At least she took that ass out of it. You know what I'm saying? Took herself out of the equation. But in the meantime, um, the hell was I saying about this woman and her nonsense? Oh, the department is coaching her. You know, you got to be a fool not to know. Do you think they're going to be like, yeah, go out there and just speak on your own accord? No, we don't want to have to be dealing with this because of you. But at the same time, we got to kind of protect you, but you got to kind of protect us. But at the same time, they're going to do her dirty. They're going to do her dirty because they what they, they know that we're going to want answers. They know that's going to have to pay. At the day she pulled the trigger, they're going to still need her as a pawn to still save the department. But at the same time, you know, you, 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 know, you say this and her whole story falling apart. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't know that the lady meant to do it. I just know that she's in a bad place right now. So the only people that could protect her is them. So at the end of the day, with the police department, I don't know if you didn't see whether you saw a training day or that. If you, if you didn't know, you better ask about um, Frank, Serp, Frank Serpico. Put that shit in your Google and put in the NAPCA mission and learn about all the corruption that went on here at NYC. If you don't know that police is like organized gang, I don't give a fuck where they at. And it's like lay down, get down and lay down. Basically, if you don't agree with what we're doing and you want to come in here on some captain, uh, you know, Ethan Hawke on his first day in training day shit, we're going to break you in. And if you don't get broken in, we're going to line you up like they did Frank. They're going to, they're going to start putting you on calls in the most poorest, um, impoverished neighborhood where they're going to line you up. And when you call them for backup, nobody's going to come because every time they do shady shit like find money and, and drugs and do all shady shit, you snitching and you showing up and you telling and you're not getting down with them. And that's how they'll do you. That's a fact. Okay, so after a while, who knows what position they put in? Whether speculation, of course, but this is still a popular um, mind fuck st- uh, tactic in um, law enforcement amongst their own. Okay, <clears throat> you know I don't know what this woman's going through, but I know at the end of the day that she's not. If you think that they just said, yeah, you can just go on your own, and we're not going to sit down and question you and make sure that you don't say this instead of this instead of that. Whether it was the right thing or not. Because she probably want to go out there and admit all kind of guilt. She probably, she probably you know what I'm trying to say? And be like, I was wrong. She said it right there. Oh, shit, that's right. She probably want to say all that. And I feel, she said she want to resign. She doesn't want to sit there and work no more. She know her life. She know that they got to stand by her house now. She know they got to stand by her house and make sure she says she knows she's not going to be able to go no goddamn well. You know what I'm saying? I hope she don't. Well, I mean, I don't care how angry anybody is. You shouldn't even wish death on her. That she would harm herself. You know what I'm saying? In this type of state. I couldn't imagine what she could possibly be feeling if, once again, it's my um, belief that this was an accident. You know, I feel like, unfortunately, it's at such a time, nobody wants to hear that. The family does not want to hear that. I can understand the family don't want to hear that. How can you explain that? I'll be honest with you. As much as I could see it for myself, if the shoe was on the other foot, I don't know that I would see that. How I can see that right now. You, you got this where you're standing. Perspective is everything. When you, when you hurt and you're in that kind of pain, you can't see that. You know, I used to see people lose their children, things happen, and I used to see families go up there with the faith that they have in God, the same God that I serve. And I guess I didn't reach that level yet. And they would say things like, we forgive them, and, you know, we don't have any hatred in our heart. And I said, whoa, that's a big person right there. So soon. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Because, and maybe it's true and you're still grieving, but some people do have that very noble way of just being like, I cannot hold my anger in my heart because my Lord does not want that, and that's not a way. Yeah. We've all heard some of them say that this family is not with the shits. They are living, you know, and they want answers. And, they, and, they, and to just be like, it was an accident, that's not even good enough for them, you know. That's the type of shit. See, see that's the type of stuff like, she gonna have, uh, what they gonna have? Guilt and remorse? Uh, some kind of guilt where, Mm-hmm. Where you just constantly be like, what if, what if, if only I did this, why did I pull, if this sure is an accident, you know, like I said, all this is speculation, but if this sure is an accident, she just, you know, she was tasered, she was trying to taser, apparently, you, I'm sure you're supposed to scream taser, I'm sure they train her, I don't think nobody just run around screaming taser to throw people off, that's all part of their training, but if you miss, you know, hey, listen, I'm the type of person, you want, you want to hear something funny, I'm the type of person, if I, if I, when I was smoking, okay, I smoke marijuana, right, smoking, smoking marijuana, there have been times in the past, where I was so damn high that I accidentally 
is put in the split back of my mouth, child. And I'm this close to realizing I was about to put the whole glow part up in my damn. People do silly things. They're not paying attention. They're not even scared. They're just not paying attention. Okay. I had uh, the lady tell me, we was talking about like some, like the worst or some shit things that happened. She said it was her college days. She said she was smoking very heavily at that time, uh, cigarettes. And she was the type of person would just, you know, like chain smoke and then put her ash or her butts in the can of sodas that she was drinking that was by her bed. And then sometimes she would mix them up, but sometimes she didn't. But really, even if she mixed them up, she would always look inside and be like, oh, thank God I didn't, you know, drink the shit before I looked. Well, one day she woke up, she was feeling mighty parched and uh, looked over on that dresser there. And she said, oh, look at there. My can of soft drink beverage from the night before. I know it's clean, fresh. Surely there's no ash or cigarette butts in there. And she tossed her head back and got a nice big couple gulps of swallows in and realized, oh, my God. You know, we all sometimes we're not letting me know. I hate that if this is what this was that in a situation like this, such an accident could just cost so much. It's so tragic, obviously, but this is what I want to believe. You know what I'm saying? I do not. I want to believe that she just woke up that morning and said, like, I'm going to like, like, like what this guy shoving and I'm just going to step on somebody's neck and ain't nobody going to tell me to get off and I'm not going to, you know. Comments. I'm going to the comments and I'm getting out of here. Oh, this is they said one of the most widely known happened in 2009, Oakland, California, when a white bee area. Oh, I think I did that already. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Oh, I said it was New Year's Day. Yeah, New Year's Day. He was killed lying face down when the officer shot him. The officer who killed Mr. Grant later contended that he had meant to pull his taser. But I pulled his firearm and said he was found not guilty on charges of second-degree murder and voluntary manslaughter. And if you're the type of person who's not putting your stuff on the right side every day, like some people ain't systematic. Like you got type A people who's just like, I'm like this, everything got to be like this. You know what I'm saying? Like OCD people. And then you got people that's like, uh, today I'm wearing it like this. I hardly use it. What's the odds today I'm going to use this shit? When I was in criminal justice and I was at St. John's, every professor on in, in the... Um, under the umbrella of criminal justice, not only taught, but they worked in the area in real time. So they were teaching at St. John's was like just a spare extra job to make extra wonderful money as instructors there. But I had a judge who was teaching us. And as soon as he would finish teaching us, he could end the class 15 minutes late early. He put on his black robe. He's dead ass put on his black robe. St. John's ain't but five, 10 minutes from Queens Court Boulevard um, criminal courthouse. And he was a gun and drug and gun case lawyer. And he, I mean, drug, uh, t- um, judge, and he would take his ass right over there. He'd be like, all right, guys, I got to go. And when he would bring us cases for us to do the map and the Huntleys and to, to figure out if we were to search or if we were to throw out the case or whatever. So he would bring us real minutes from cases that he tried. The only thing he had his, um, what do you call it, his department or his secretary did for us, the students, was black out the people's actual names. But it was real docket numbers, so-and-so versus, yes, yes, our loved ones, is yes, they can do that legally because they blot out their name. But they use the situation and stuff like that as examples of real lifetime, like, what would you do? And then as a judge, he would tell you what he actually ruled on it. And I had, I had um, um, teachers who was internal affairs, real life internal affairs, still working internal everybody. And I'm saying all of that to simply they say this, one of my professors, not only um, was he a former NYPD officer, but at the time while he was teaching, he was on, on the top or the vice president or the head of um, NYC corrections, okay? Not a correctional officer, but like the commissioner of corrections of New York City. Like I said, everybody in that place had a big title and was teaching. And he also had wrote a couple books. He, hell, he was running with um, um, Bernard Carrick and, um, well, Carrick, we already know, we, we know, um, Carrick went down and, um, oh, how can I forget his name? He was the, uh, he just retired, man. I can't remember. The guy was freaking awesome, but he was here over in New York city for a long time and he was over in LAPD. I hope I get his name. Um, but he was run around with them too. That's how far his legacy done went back. He was the first one as officer to tell me, he said, all the years that I was an officer, he said, I could only remember maybe, he said, maybe one time I draw my gun. And every time they draw the gun, he said, and every officer that I know, he's like, it's not, it's not every day you're supposed to be drawing your gun. He's like, you, when you, they tell you, when you draw your gun, make sure you're drawing your gun for a reason. Because every time you pull that gun out, you're going to be questioned about it. Or something can happen. Or every time you pull that gun and you shoot somebody, trust me when I tell you, whether you shoot the right person, the wrong person, like it's, it's going to be a lot on the line. Whether for the city, 
whether for yourself as a police officer, whether politically rise, like, please, you know what I'm saying? Like, make sure you're pulling it out. He said he, thankfully, in all the years that he was with him, you know, and the, and the partners that he had as far as having each other's backs, and it have been times, I'm telling you, dude, he, he shared some stories of some scary pullovers. And he was trying to tell us, like, it's the truth, though. I see pullovers every day where things go wrong. Cops think everything's going to go okay. Now people get pulled over and they get five cars on them. Why are they bringing five cars for little on me? Because, nigga, they don't know who the fuck you are at the end of the day. I can't understand that. You know what I'm saying? Some of them probably got PTSD. Some probably got problems with those partners. Don't nobody know. And I'm not making excuses for all of them. But I'm saying is don't nobody go. But he was the first one to say, you're not even, if you're pulling it, you, so how do we, I don't know how many times you pull up. Now you, that's the stuff we don't know as a public. That's why they're trying to make a law for us to see in the past what their history is. Have you pulled your weapon before? Is it the first time in all your 26 years? Like, you was on law enforcement for 26 years. But how many times did she have to pull her gun in 26 years? I don't know. That makes a big difference because in his like almost thirty something years, he only pulled had to pull it twice, and of the two times he pulled, it, he shot it once, and then the second time it was just to 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 tell him, "Don't, I'm serious, I will shoot you." And this is a very decorated man, and he was able to go through his whole career. And that's say maybe it was a different time, you know what I'm saying? Maybe crime was different then, but not not our New York City. Our New York City at those times was the worst it could have ever been. <laughs> it's still bad now, and I feel it's going back to the '90s and the '80s. It was terrible, and that's when he was the, that's when he was at his prime. Okay, so child, I don't know. Lastly, these comments, just like give you an idea of um, these discussions that the people are bringing up. This is New York Times. <clears throat> Somebody says, when these mistakes happen, the victim is always a black man, always, and the cop is always right. Is it a coincidence or something else? Right? Then somebody said, the bigger question is though, how could someone mistake an arrest for the opportunity to get back? in their car and take off. In other words, okay, we we'll keep asking why you're doing this, but once again, why if you're getting arrested, would you get back in your car and then proceed to take off? Now, this is when somebody said, um, panic in the presence of police because they fear the police and with good reason. Police are supposed to be trained not to panic precisely because they know civilians fear them. Yes, but at the same time, you cannot just take off running from law enforcement because you see law enforcement and not think law enforcement is not going to pursue you and start to get scared and think that you might have something on you and that you might start acting like a cornered... I'm not saying that she shot him because of that. I'm just saying it's the same way. You know You know when you pull, when you, when you come at a cop and you come at them with a knife and you're charging at them with a knife... And you know, if you're coming at a cop and you're coming at them with a gun and you shoot, you shoot at them even once, if you even reach for your gun even once, they call that um, murder. Once they shoot you and they kill you, they call it suicide by cop. They call it suicide by cop because it's almost like you're supposed to be, there's a, you got to have a common knowledge at least. If you come for us, we should be shooting back. You know what I'm saying? At least this is, we know in these cases, they was not coming for them. So nobody should have shot anything. But I'm talking simply about the term suicide by cop, you know? So I feel like the same way, I mean, you shouldn't understand that unless you know what the fuck? What was you doing shooting at the cops? They shot back at me. Well, what the fuck was you doing shooting at them? That, that shit's just common knowledge. The same way as the same way I want to say, um, you can't just start running when you see the cop and not think, come on, they don't, come on. We, that, that's our now answer. Well, he could have ran anyway. Because, no, we can't. We, should, we ain't running. What fuck we running for? Especially if you ain't doing nothing, you ain't running. Even if you did something, we ain't running. I ain't running from nothing, okay? Somebody said, he did not take off until after police shot him. At that point, he may have been thinking that he needed to get away before they killed him over a minor traffic infraction stop. He may have been trying to save his life from homicidal cops. Okay, homicidal cops. I don't get that anybody there was homicidal because even after they shot him, I, look, I feel like this. If I'm shooting at you, if I'm shooting at something with that intent to kill, even if I'm trying to present myself as in ignorant about it, like taser, taser, but I know damn well I'm reaching for my gun. And I know I'm trying to line you up. You know what I'm trying to say? I just, one, one, even if I did that and everybody around me knew that we was doing that, I just feel like once I hit my target, my reaction, that old shit was a little too authentic for me, bro. I'm sorry. That old shit was a little too authentic for me. You pop that shit, you could pop it and then radio in like everybody else do. Like shots fired, shots fired. Ain't that what they be doing? And not to say it's blatant, like they be shooting niggas every day, but they be like, shots fired, shots fired, perp just left for whatever, shots fired, shots fired. I mean, whether you wanted to shoot, you knew you was going to shoot. The point is you intended to shoot. When you know you intended to shoot, you shots fired, more shots fired, officer down, and shots are fired. She ain't say nothing like that. She was on some, oh my God. Like, I don't give a fuck. That shit was authentic to me. I don't care what nobody said. I ain't nigga, like, if she was acting, that bitch get the award. She get it to me. So, uh, to this person basically saying she should just ran. 
So somebody said, yeah, okay, sure. He wrestled free from the officer and evaded cuffing simply to get into a comfortable driver's seat and sit there. Then he said he had no plan to take off until after police shot him. Question mark. You can't be serious, right? <clears throat> and, um, you know, it, it again, I don't know that people are supporting the police so much as they're support. They're trying to say, can we bring up all the issues? All right. And if somebody says, uh, and where exactly in the police training rounds does it say that it gives the police license to tase or shoot him, especially when they already know where he is or where he lives. This is my argument. I try to look at every side because I think that's what a smart person, a wise person would do. I try to look at every side. I don't want to just get caught up in the emotion. But that's what I said. They need to start learning, if nothing else, for their for their safety's sake, for the pockets of the city, the state, and the counties, nigga. If they run, get a license plate. You got too much body cam. You got too much body cam. You got them on, on, on image now. You certainly ran the plate. Come on, stop. By the time you had his name, it's true. What I, I agree with that totally. Y'all got to learn to instate a policy that they're running. Let them go. We got some with them later. Okay. Now, unless they got a baby in the car and we talking about Amber Alert or unless, you know, it's something a little bit more serious than that. Like they just murder somebody. You know what I'm saying? Unless it's something that serious. Like we need to get this motherfucker off the street now because they're, you know, a danger to society as a whole. Then, yeah, you know, come for me. You know, try to hang on the side of car or whatever. But till then, you know, if it's something like, okay, you just, no. <clears throat> Somebody said, easy to sit behind your keyboard and second guess the scenario unfolded. Split second decisions are are fraught with risk. Don't break the law. And if you do, don't resist arrest. Pretty simple. Now, listen, I'm not, I am not, hey, listen. People have valid points everywhere, and I'm just going to say something in the past caught up with the young man, and he did not take care of it, does not mean, yes, like, again, I'm follow me now, it does not mean that they should have did that to him, but when it was time to address it, when the consequences again came, first the cons, firstly, the first action was I did this robbery, and I'm not again. This is all connected to the story. Nobody's trying to demonize nobody. You gotta grow. Y'all gotta grow up and understand that all is connected. You rob somebody, it caused the case. The case caused you to go into some kind of monitoring with the stipulation that once I said, once you enter the court, you're, you they own you until you're they're finished with you, until your case is done, and anything you owe from sense, time, or anything is done. Okay. You, again, put yourself in a situation, of course, not knowing it would lead to any of this, but I'm just saying, we make decisions every day that put you in this decision now where you're running from the court. You knew you could go take care of that. You could go take care of it, and you could go take care of it. You chose not to go take care of it. I'm sure your attorney called you and told you you missed court, whether it was a legal aid or paid attorney. You know what you was doing, so you made a choice again, okay? Now, you got caught up by the police. The police are telling you they got a warrant. That's not, they, they can't act like they don't see you. They can't go back and say, yeah, we let the nigga go without the warrant. It's the same way if they have you in a car and they're transporting somebody to the station, they have to radio in. We're in transit. We have one in the car. I know because I've been the one. That means she, her, the one in the car. Because if they don't show up, they got to come look for the car. And if I'm missing, they got to come look for me. They're always in connection with somebody. They're always in touch with each other. Okay, so you can't just not bring them in. Okay, now things go bad when people don't cooperate too so at some point, he did struggle to get back in the car. It's, it's just what it is. And I'm telling you, people that I have my own friends, some people, we call them runners because they run, okay? I don't know that he was just going to get back in the car just to go make a phone call. I think he thought he was going to be able to do it. I don't know that he knew that this white lady was going to do some fuck shit, whether by error or by intent, okay? And it was going to cost him his life. But he made another decision then. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? And so at some point, crime did it. And, you know, I hate to say this, but it's like it just it just come full circle. I don't want to say live by the gun, die by the gun, because that's not saying the boy wanted to think. But at the end of the day, we have to understand that this wasn't just something where they just said, hey, you're black. Get your ass over here. You know, we, we got to look at everything. They didn't just say, hey, you're black. Pull your ass over. And uh, you have a warrant, which is fake. You know, like, it's not even true, but they just have to say, we think you're this guy. It's not even mistaken identity. You are the guy. You do have the warrant. Just come in. I'm telling you, there's nothing about what they was doing. Looked like they was going to hurt the boy as much as they were going to try to stop him from getting back in the car. Also, if you're an officer and you're arresting somebody and they release themselves for you, even myself, if I'm arresting you and you release yourself from me and I know that you're wanted for armed robbery and you get back in that car, I don't know what the nigga, I don't know. 
what's in that car? I'm from the street. Nigga, I'll tell you right now, I'm street smart as fuck. I was, I, I, let me go be somewhere and I see some beef pop out at the corner store. And then I see homie go across the street and he pop his trunk. Nigga, I'm, a, I'm jumping out the back door of that fucking deli so fast. What are you popping your trunk for? Anybody that got beef with you and they going in their car? Anybody you doing something with, they go in their car? Y'all let people go in their car? Y'all let people reach in their bag and y'all beefing with them? Y'all let them reach in their pocket? Okay, y'all lacking ass niggas. That's lacking. They ain't nobody ever told you when to perp and break free from the thing and reach in the car. Just sit there and just be like, okay, we're going to let you just, I don't know, get a sip of water. What is it that you're doing, perp? You know, like, I hear them, but I don't. See, things went wrong. In my opinion, things, things just went wrong. Ooh, child, I just got my mouth dry. Ooh. Yeah. To myself, Wright was on bail for armed robbery. He attempted to hold up a person in their home with a gun. He was arrested for granted. He was arrested and granted bail when he then violated, resulting in arrest warrant. During the stop, police would have to assume he was armed. I just on everything. I didn't even read this comment. That's the same thing I said. If you're going back into the car, and I know you already don't want to go back to jail. What's in that car, bro? I don't know what's in that car. We gotta be like, hold up, hold up. I think she got scared. I think she got scared. And just said, don't shoot him, tase him, tase him, and she grabbed her own gun, boy. Mm-mm-mm. Let me see. It said, they said, yep, yeah, definitely not an angel, but definitely not deserving of death. I didn't say anybody was deserving of death. I don't give a fuck. I know a bunch of sleazy ass niggas. I don't give a fuck how wrong, how wrong or guilty they was. And they all was guilty. Wouldn't nobody have the right to kill them in Johnny Wells. I would never say that. And that's not the point that I'm making. I'm just simply saying, you know, facts is facts at the end of the day. We just, this is what we're talking about. We're not here to, to, to not address the elephant in the room. We're not here to sugarcoat. We're not here, though. Okay, if you can't take the heat, get your ass out of my fucking kitchen. And that's how the fuck it work with me. Moving on. Yeah, I think I saw Chopper's going. I mean, we pretty much the same argument back and forth. Okay? All right, on that note, Chopper's going. I'm going to go. I love y'all, and I really hope this is the last time I'm talking about it. I don't know. I want to get emotionally invested. But, you know, if y'all feel free to let me know what you all think. And so then, I love you. See you all next time here on Chopper's Corner. Mwah.